and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does somebody shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. Maybe the best player in the league, if not, like, you know, top three, top five, wherever you want to put it. Like, Luka is Luka. But be, outside of Luka, like, who are you looking at on this roster and being like, this is a guy that I want to keep. This is a guy that I want to keep around Luka and build with. Not a single a, person. Not one? Not one. Okay, not so, one. so who's closest? There's an argument to be made for Wood because Wood is a, he's basically a six foot eleven small forward who can yeah. do a lot of stuff. Um, but defensively, he's a mess. There's an argument for Dorian Finney-Smith, who I love to pieces, but the Mavericks might have just run him into the ground. Uh, and then everybody else is old. Like, go, this is one of the oldest teams in the league. And the Mavs let this happen, and they don't really have a lot of means of replacing it. I mean, if you were to go back to the, the Dirk Nowitzki years, they shuffled people in and out every three or four years. And the, Dwight Powell, second-round pick by the Boston Celtics, came over in the Rajon Rondo trade. Dwight Powell is going to finish the season in top 10 in Mavericks games played all time. Hold on a second. Has has Dwight Powell actually been? Because I feels to me, maybe this is just like me getting my timelines confused because obviously he was in Boston before. I know he was in Phoenix for a minute. No, no, he was just in Boston. Just Boston. And then Why they did traded... I think... Why don't I think he was in Phoenix? No, I, no, no, no. I'm thinking. That's I'm thinking, Jay Crowder. No, I'm thinking of Brandon Wright. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Another. That's another Rupert. guy. Who, That's a good. No, I understand that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Dwight Powell has actually just been in because he feels he feels like he's one of those guys who like feel you know you know what it's like. So the Blazers last before last season signed uh, one of their handful of actual free agent acquisitions, which Neil Olshay said was the deepest team that they ever put around Dame uh, was Cody Zeller. Yep. And when you think about Cody Zeller, maybe it's just because his brother played for a bunch of different teams, but you think of Cody Zeller as like, oh, this is a journeyman. This is a guy who's played for like five different teams. Nope, he was actually in Charlotte for his entire career before he signed that deal with Portland. So, so I think Dwight Powell is, an, is a kind of a similar guy where like it feels like Dwight Powell is like bouncing around different teams, but like, no, he's actually yeah. just been in Dallas the and whole he, time. And, and, and that's an incredible thing to think about where it's just like he's going to, it's so you know i know there's a lot of player movement so it's just like this stuff actually gets more common than you think and especially when it's like a role like obviously with dame it's like this whole like everybody kind of makes a big deal of like he is the superstar that is loyal that is staying his whole career with one team it's the only way that you know national media outlets know how to write about dame or or the only thing that they know how to talk to him about right but when when it's a star like it's a thing people talk about when but when it's like a seventh eighth ninth man like a dwight powell or a cody zeller or whatever it's even more remarkable when a guy just stays with one like i was just like the the rockets were here at the beginning of the season and I was just like looking at their starting lineup and I was like, how is Eric Gordon still here? How has he not been traded or bought out or gone to a contender or what? How, like, it's, it's always so funny when these guys that aren't stars just stick with one team for a while. So there is a second round rookie, Jaden Hardy, yeah. who is also on the roster, who Mavs fans love because teams love rookies. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, he doesn't. He he doesn't have quite the the anti gravity boots as as Shade and Sharp, but they're. <laughs> watching sharp play it's just like oh he just pressed the levitation button it's, did you it's, see I, that did you see that mac mcclung is going to be in the dunk contest so with painful. him and with him and uh, uh Kenyon martin Jr. so painful so painful <laughs> but the the and and hardy is an interesting player i don't put much stock into him right now i just can't because he's a 6-3 shooting guard and i'm not i'm not particularly interested in that player archetype is what i'll say so uh, I'll get killed for that by Mavs fans because he's young and he's fun and he tries real hard. But it's just that it, that's where I am right now. The thing that a lot of fans don't understand about the rookie thing, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even saying this. Like I know you were just talking about, like why is Jason Kidd being dismissive of fans? I'm not even saying this in that way. But I think the thing a lot of people don't understand is. When you're a team that's trying to win, like you have Luca, you're trying to win. You know, you're trying to make the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs. You can't really afford, and this is something that, you know, some Blazer fans are frustrated with, like, why isn't Shaden Sharp getting more minutes? Why isn't Jabari Walker getting more minutes? He just started getting in the rotation yep. recently. When you're a coach, and this also goes back to, like, why Dame has been playing so many minutes and why Luka has been playing so many minutes. When you're a coach and you're not in a rebuilding situation where the whole point of the season is just to play your young guys and develop them and not worry about wins and losses, when you're like the Mavericks who are trying to contend for a title and you know you're or you're the Blazers who necessarily don't see themselves as title contenders but Chauncey Billups said last night when he was asked what the goal is for the season he said we want to make the playoffs and be dangerous in the playoffs yep. that's what he said when that's your goal and that's your mindset you can't really afford to just throw a young guy who's never been done it before out there and let him develop and play through mistakes because you can't afford to just lose games for the sake of development. And that's, right. I think, the thing a lot of people don't understand is that when you're a coach and that's your mindset, you're always going to go with your vets and the guys that you know are going to perform. Yeah. No, that's absolutely the case. And it, it's very frustrating for some people, but that's also just just sort of the nature of, of what, uh, you know, player development is like these days. And, and, so, you know, the, the outlier rookies that affect winning make you – will convince, right. you know, average fans, oh, this guy can do that. And it's just – it's not the case. There's like one or two guys a year. Like it was it was Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes last year. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's like what happened to Scotty Barnes and it has happened to Scotty Barnes in year two. Yeah. Progression is just not a linear path. I know. It's this this year, it's, this year, I just – I just the other night that Magic were here and I saw Paolo. I'm like, oh, my God, Paolo's so good. Yeah. Like there's every year there's one or two like Luca was like uh, Luca and Dame were both guys were like immediately like their rookie year you're like okay this guy's a ten time All Star like there's right. there, there's like you know John Morant was like this also his rookie year like there's every year there's like maybe one or two guys that you are like okay this guy's already a winning player this guy's already somebody who can be the best player on a playoff team that's right it's so rare to that and like that's certainly not going to happen with like a you know, a Jaden Hardy or a Shaden Sharp, whatever their upside may be in a couple of years. Right. Do you think Luca's going to end up actually winning MVP? Great question. I have always said since the start of the year that I would tie a Luca MVP bet to a Mavs wins total bet. Mm -hmm. And our, I mentioned Matt Moore earlier who does gambling stuff, and he still thinks the Mavericks are underperforming, which I just don't see that. And he thinks they could win 48 games. I also don't see that. The West is such a mess right now, and I suppose it's possible. I think. What if, are they if, at right now? Fifth, maybe? Fourth? They, they... They're fourth, but like, what, what, what's the number that they have? 
24 wins. So they're right. They're halfway there. They're halfway there. And I just, it strikes me as, as if they're a top three seed in the West, there will be a strong push for that. I think that he will understandably almost agree. I, I tend to agree with this actually. I think there will be a strong pushback from voters against rewarding a very good player on a non top three team. Like they're the, that that's sort of how I feel where the, the Jokic discourse is always borderline toxic. Cause there's just a lot of people that don't watch him. Uh, and, and this Luca's a little different. Luca's very popular. I think Luca draws many more eyeballs, but I think if, if he's not able to impact winning in a way to where you can say, okay, he's on, he's on one of the best teams in the conference. I think that just impacts it just enough. And then you have Giannis hanging out there. Joel Embiid is 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 actually like I can't stand Joel Embiid personally, but he's, <laughs> but he's having an MVP season. Yeah, he he's having the season that 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 his, his agent has said he's had been having. He's just unbelievable. And so, I, I if I'm a voter and I'm impartial, that's what I I lean towards at some point is saying okay, like this. You know, this guy's on a on a top two team in the Eastern Conference, whatever it is, and and lean into that. I does it feel to you like the Jokic discourse has gotten a little bit better this year, or a little I bit? But then you go back that? and it, it what it what it ends up doing, and I see this in my friend chats all the time is, then we have to have a discussion about how maybe he shouldn't have won last year. <laughs> uh, I would. I, I I see. I, I will just say I understand it if I don't agree. I do think it's better to where he is like recognized and it's, it's really brought a lot of people around to how good he actually is. I'm just glad that we've stopped only ever talking about Nikola. Like if people are going to praise Nikola Jokic, the only way that they've been doing it for a while is nobody is giving Nikola Jokic his flowers. Why is nobody giving him his sure. flowers? Why is nobody recognizing him when he was like, not, got like 90 out of a hundred. He's getting his, he's getting yeah. his, I'm, I'm glad we've moved past that to now. Like, that's true. I feel like even though nobody has won three MVPs in a row since Larry Bird in the eighties, I feel like people wouldn't be mad if Jokic won MVP this year. Like obviously like, like fans of like fans of the teams of the guys that, uh, Right. That didn't win it. Like, like I think Mavs fans will be mad if Luka doesn't win it. Sixers fans will be mad if MB doesn't win it. But, like, I think, like, just, like, on a national level, I don't think if Jokic wins it, there will be the kind of backlash that there was maybe to him winning it last year. I think, I think that, that, would, that would probably be the case because if you're top three, if you're, like, a number one team in the conference yeah. and you're putting up better numbers than in your previous two seasons, what's the argument against it? Yeah. I mean, I still think the best player in the NBA is Giannis. And if you tell me, like, you have one player to win a playoff series, I'm at this point, like, just for one playoff series, like, for, for right now, sure. I'm still going with Giannis. But Jokic, I mean, Jokic is right up there. I think Durant kind of, for the MVP thing, I think because he's about to miss a month, I think he probably took himself out there just because of the... Which the is disappointing play. because... It does he, suck because he's been incredible this year. Man, that, yeah, that's where I... He, he would have been kind of my, like, dark horse pick because of just how much of a mess the Nets are. <laughs> yeah and now and now he's out for a month a long and, time yeah it's just disappointing that, that's 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 too bad well so what what do you th- i don't like to do too much game preview stuff because it has no shelf life but yeah. what like what do you think happens this weekend uh i think it's a split yeah. um with luca playing 53 minutes on on thursday night so first night of a three and four night stretch for the mavericks you think I he think, plays both i i don't I oh, think wow. they sit him because I think they're they're going to be worried. Now, I hope they don't because I think Luca has I think Luca there's two teams who Luca really has the number for 
and one of those is Memphis, and one of those is I think Portland. I because agree. our 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 buddy Dan Morang was giving me grief after the first Mavs Portland game where he said, "Oh, we got Winslow. Winslow's going to stop Luca." And it's like, <laughs> come on, well, come you know on. who's not playing tomorrow? Justice Winslow. And that first game was a really fun contest. Like, I think that the Mavericks don't have any defenders right now. So this is going to be a, because if unless Josh Green, who has been out for a long time, and Dorian Finney-Smith somehow come back, which they might, kids said they might, um, uh, this is going to be a track meet basketball game. I wonder if they're going to stick GP2 on Luka. Uh, I think they might. And, and, you know, he did okay against Luka against Golden State. But Golden State has such connective tissue on defense that it's sort of hard to wear. Like, I know he's, I know Gary Payton's obviously a great defender. I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted him for the Mavericks before they went out and signed him, and, or for the Blazers went out and then signed him. And it's just, I'm going to be curious to see because what Luca's done this year in terms of bully ball revival mm-hmm. is just shocking. I mean, the things he does to certain players is just mean. The the um, Celtics beat the pants off the Mavericks about a week and a half ago, but he put Al Hortford, one of the best defensive centers of the last 15 years, in a blender and shoved him out of the way on a post-up with his off arm. Like, I've never seen Big Al move by anybody like that other than Embiid. And it was just... It's just something else to watch him play. And it's really a matter of, does he have the focus? Does he have the energy? He looks like he doesn't look great physically right now. Like he looks kind of worn. So I'll be, I'm just, I'm curious. It it feels like a bit of a race to get to um, the all-star break. I actually have a prediction about the series. I I agree with you. I think they're going to sit Luca one of the two games. I think it's going to be a split. I think the game that Luka plays is going to be the game that Portland wins, and the game that Luka doesn't play is the game that Dallas wins, just just because that's how stupid the Blazers are right now. I, I, I actually, I understand that, but the Mavericks are 0-4 without Luka now, and uh-huh. when I, they have looked like the worst, they've looked like the Charlotte Bobcat seven-win team when they don't have Luka. <laughs> it is horrendous, because they don't have a true point guard. Yeah, and that's why you don't let Jalen Brunson walk. That's right. That's probably a good place to wrap it up. I just, I thought this was really interesting just because uh, I'm trying to tell Blazer fans who are freaking out about the way that the last few weeks have gone for the team right now that nobody else in the West is really feeling great about where they are either. And you've just given, like, I think we've spent like 90%, like 90% of what I've had you talk about, like, with the Mavs has been negative right now. And the Mavs are fourth in the West and they have an MVP candidate and they are like looking like they're in pretty good shape, but you're just giving me all these reasons why maybe they're not actually in good shape. So I think it's good. I think it's instructive to everybody to kind of feel like everybody's team is going through stuff and there's not that many teams that can really just say, Oh no, we're fine. We're, we're great. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're a contender. We don't have anything to worry about. What you want to be able to do is break the season down into certain storylines uh-huh. as, as a, and, and if they're, if they're facing a little bit of, of trouble right now, the way I always say is you'd rather do it now than you'd rather do it later. I got to witness one of the most epic playoff collapses in NBA history, Dallas Mavericks, 2007. They won 67 games that year. They went on a 52 and four stretch during that game. Can you imagine 52 wins four losses then they get to the end of the year and they they things just stop working because it's a long season 
They entered the playoffs against the Golden State Warriors and ran into a buzzsaw. And I will just never forget that because it's always better to play late than it is or play good late than play good early. You figure out your problems now, not later. And that's all you can hope for. That's kind of what Dame has been preaching after the last couple of games. He's been he, that, that's really what he's been you bring up the the we believe stuff. I know that's probably like a traumatic thing for you to talk about, but I I haven't been to Chase yet. I don't know if it's up there, but I used to go to games at Oracle. I I covered the first two Cavs Warriors finals and right. uh they have framed behind glass the hole that Dirk punched in the wall, like the piece of drywall. I remember that. That's that right. Dirk, and they have like a We Believe shirt. I think like because because Dirk is such a good guy and he has such a sense of humor about it, he like autographed the piece of plexiglass that they put over the piece of the wall that right. he punched. That Dirk statue is awesome, by the way. I think they just did an incredible. Like one thing, one thing you'll one thing you'll say about Cuban. I know you know you have your criticism. He's done that. He's done that stuff. All he right. does. He does the you know honoring franchise legends and you know retiring Dirk's number and doing the, like he does all that stuff the right way. Yep. So that's, that's exactly right. That's, 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 that was, I thought that was cool. The statue that they put up with Dirk on uh, Christmas. Kirk, thanks a lot for doing this, man. Tell Absolutely. everybody kind of where they can check your stuff out. Cause Kirk does a great job covering the Mavs. The whole Mavs Moneyball team does. Yeah. We got about 20 folks that contribute, you know, now and then at Mavs Moneyball, which is nice because the season's just so long. We've got a lot of different stuff. Uh, we probably put up four to five things a day, different, not going to lie to everybody, different quality. Uh, you'll okay you, for, for every, uh, 1500 word, uh, uh, analytical breakdown. You will absolutely have me, uh, uh, gun in SEO and looking at, uh, Hey, Luka Doncic is fifth in all-star ballot returns. Um, <laughs> because right. that's the game. Uh, then on, um, uh, we also have podcast feed, Maz Moneyball. If you want to listen afterwards, we do a recap show. And then I also run a show on Spotify live that I then post to the podcast feed um that's just you know just kind of doing what you and i are doing just talking hoops it's it's fun basketball is fun um i enjoy it so yeah thanks for having me on yeah of course thanks man mm -hmm.